this show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and center in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Hello and welcome. Today my guest is Claire Kerslake. Welcome to you, Claire. Thank you, Bev. It's such an honor to be here. I know that you're an avid listener of my podcast, so it's wonderful to have you as a guest today. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I just adore your work, Bev. Thank you. Thank you. And Claire is a peer of mine, so let's talk about what it is that you do, Claire. Oh, absolutely. I'm a registered nurse and diabetes educator. I've trained in EFT, uh, also known as tapping. And I work mainly with emotional eating. How have you navigated your own well-being? Ah, interesting. Yes, it's been a bit of a journey too. As I said, I'm a registered nurse and diabetes educator. And I was educating clients around health and as a health professional. And I couldn't work out how I could be teaching clients what to do and know exactly what to do, but not following it myself. So I'd be you know, educating clients about healthy diet, etc. And yet on the way home, calling into the servo and inhaling family blocks of chocolate. And I just couldn't stop that behaviour. It was, it was irresistible. I couldn't work out how it could be happening like it was like the mystery of the world I just couldn't work it out and that began a journey around strategy and habits how to um, change habits because health professionals often will say okay this is what you need to do now go and do it and we expect people to do it with no knowledge or understanding of habit formation so that was the start of my journey and then what I found I got very good at those sorts of strategies But I found with myself and also with my clients, it just wasn't enough. There was something missing. And it it, could have the best intentions in the world and follow the best strategies, but it still wasn't enough. It was like there was a big piece of the puzzle missing. And for me, that was tapping at EFT, which is absolutely miraculous in dissolving things like cravings. And I didn't believe it for the longest time. I thought, how can something that I struggle with so much, it was a huge struggle. And for me, I had a lot of guilt and shame around that. And I didn't understand my behavior at all. How could something as simple as tapping and saying a few statements help that? And it wasn't until probably a skeptical, uh, I came across the research around it that I thought, ah, you know, there's something in this. The research is, uh, is, is showing extraordinary effects. And then I became, you know, really interested in training myself and have seen beautiful results, uh, life-changing results in my life and the life of my clients. So that's probably, it's my journey. So, yeah. I think we always learn what we teach. So that's always wonderful to hear that a practitioner has a real experience because then we have more compassion for our clients and understand where they are and, you know, what the situation find themselves in and Claire if 
you know, you talk there about you didn't understand it. So what are some of the common ways that we self-sabotage ourselves, even though, you, like you mentioned, we've got the best intention, we've made a decision to eat differently or to stop a certain behavior. So what are some of those common ways we self-sabotage? There's lots of little ways. And when you think that we make over 200 food-related decisions a day, which is extraordinary, it is it any wonder? And I think our environment is not set up really for us to follow a healthy diet. You know, we're, we've got all these cues around us to, to not do that. So sometimes it's around strategy. It can be, you know, not having the healthy food available, etc. I see a common sabotage around we think that willpower should be enough. We think, why, why don't I have enough willpower? And we blame ourselves often. So there's a lot of beating ourselves up. And one of the things I feel really strongly about is self-compassion, that we need to be kinder to ourselves, not only because it's a nice thing to do, but you know, beating ourselves up doesn't work. It makes us less likely to succeed, uh, where with self-compassion, that self-kindness uh, increases our motivation. So that's a huge piece of the puzzle for me, that self-compassion. Other ways we sabotage will be things such as being a bit mindless around our behaviours. So often it's so automatic. There's, uh, you know, the days, you know, not turned out how we would like it to turn out. Oh, I need, I need my chocolate or I need this or I need that. Often we don't even think about that. And so it can be just to put a little bit of space in there and to think, okay, what is it I, I truly need? And that's one of the best questions we can ever ask ourselves. And just to check in, what do I need? When I do that and put a little space, you know, I, I notice I'm thinking, oh, goodness, I need X, which might be my favourite comfort food. I hang on, what, what do you truly need? And often it might be a nap or it might be just to sit down with a cup of tea. Just those really simple comfort things that actually meet our needs in a real way so that's just to be a bit more mindful around um, our actions because there's a compulsion around comfort or emotional eating there's no logic in it so that sort of compulsion I guess if you don't have the stuff in the cupboard you're ahead of the game mm -hmm. but I know for myself in the past I would have driven yeah to go and get that stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what saying about asking yourself what it is you really need is a great way to circumvent the problem. But I guess, you know, that's still relying on some level of willpower at that moment in time because you've got to be willing to press pause, haven't you? <laughs> that's right, because it can be so seductive and so strong. And most people experience cravings. You know, most women you know, studies show most women will have experienced a craving over the year. And for anyone who's ever had a craving, it's so, you know, you feel like you're going to die if you don't have that <laughs> item. You know, it's so strong. Uh, so, yes, is it any wonder? And the research also shows that we usually give in to cravings. Another thing that I want to mention too around this is that we often forget what's worked in the past. We get in the moment, we, think, oh, we forget that, you know, for instance, my tool that I use and talk about uh, tapping, we forget how effective that is. And, uh, you know, sometimes this rebellious streak will come in, like if I'm in, and it happened last week, actually, I had, the day hadn't gone well, and this little voice was saying, it can sound so reasonable. 
why don't you just call into the service? And I'm driving past. And, you know, you know, you, you know that, that would be lovely. You know, this voice sounding so reasonable. And I think, no, do what I teach. So I'm starting, I'm driving, I'm starting to tap, you know, I'm tapping on the steering wheel. And fortunately, draw it, drive past. And only a couple of minutes, you know, a couple of minutes, it's gone. And I know that works. I teach this stuff. But it's remembering to do that. And I think that's the same for all of us. And often I ask, see my, ask, ask my clients, now, what's worked in the past? And they go, oh, that's right. This has worked. We just forget. Which is, yeah. So what underlies that self-sabotage? Because you say you can't rely on willpower. So if we know and understand that, what is it that drives us so crazy like that? Oh, it's interesting. I think habit is a big one. We have these, you know, we're driven, and I know you're a habit specialist there, but, you know, we're driven by habits to make our life easier. And sometimes these negative habits, are, they're a bit hard to break. So we can easily slip into that. And life's so busy. You know, we can get, even I, I teach mindfulness, and I have to continue to remind myself, okay, stop, breathe you know, put some space in. Uh, we've got all these demands coming in. So that, I think, has a big effect on the, those drivers. Mm. And our bodies, I think, are designed to make us feel better. So, you know, the quickest, easiest, you know, that's the way they'll go. Is that what you want most in that moment? What is it that you really want most? Mm. Because if it's your big picture is to be fit and healthy, then actually doing you know doing mm. the drive by by the server i completely understand that example because i used to drive between sydney and where i live now up at caves beach yeah. and i actually got into the habit mm. of stopping at the server and buying something for the trip yep, yep. like what is, eventually i realized hey you're creating a new habit here that you don't want mm. Uh, and mm. it's almost calling your own behavior <laughs> yes yes that's right and if you spend yeah that was a big thing for me i living in the country often you do spend a lot of time on the road and yeah that was a big one for me yeah and i noticed you you mentioned there about you know your day hasn't gone to plan and i think that is so common when I've been on calls, you know, with other um, members in, in, you know, having a learning and somebody's having a bad day. Other people will suggest wine. And I'm going, no, <laughs> no I don't think so. maybe a walk, maybe a something else, but not, no, not wine. Because yeah. that, I know for, for me, if I drink alcohol, that's a slippery slope yeah. because then I will just, I'll be on the seafood diet, eating everything that's in the cupboard. Yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing how, how our brains sometimes, like you said, that little <laughs> voice, it sounds so, so loving and compelling, but it's actually not supporting us. No, to no move not forward. at all. So, mm. If we recognize it, so we recognize we are the comfort or emotional eating in some way yeah. and it's sabotaging us. How do we move on from that? Yeah. Well, the first step is rec recognition, as you say, and... I suggest everything be couched in self-compassion. It can be so easy to beat ourselves up. And it's natural when we're cementing new habits in, we will slip up. That just goes with the flow. That's life. So just be compassionate about that. Okay, what's happened here? You know, that lovely, gentle, okay, let's have a look at this. I think for me is tapping 
is such a beautiful tool and we can use it in the moment and we can also use it at other times and it's absolutely perfect for things if you've got a particular food that is your comfort go-to actually having that in front of you and it can work very very quickly i've done a tapping session with someone around beer and 10 minutes he thought no, i don't think i really want that and i i've gone from inhaling i could easily eat a family block of chocolate yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm you. I'm putting my hand up for that. <laughs> to someone can offer chocolate in the past if someone offered chocolate i'm thinking oh well, you know i just want the whole block you know i don't want just a piece but of course in company you're polite you just have a piece <laughs> yeah. well now i'm one of those people that can just take a piece and be happy with that if you told me that that was like that i would have said you're crazy you know something i struggle with so much is just not going to happen and the other thing i loved was the chips you know the packets of chips and i used to have a 200 gram packet of chips i could have that in a family block of chocolate easy and now i can have two two chips which is just you think oh my god yeah you know, i used to think what planet are these people on that they can take two chips and now i've become one of them <laughs> So, you know, that's amazing. So, so tapping in the moment is as a couple of minutes, that craving will have uh, reduced to the point where you think, well, I actually don't want that anymore. Absolutely, I'm going to die if I don't get that. Just dissipates just mm -hmm. so quickly. And then, you know, a little bit longer and you can get to the point where, you know, you can still choose to have that if you want, which is lovely, but you don't need to have that. So that is true freedom. Yeah. The other lovely thing about tapping, which I think is extraordinary and um, quite beautiful, we think something that we struggle with so much is going to take a massive effort to overcome. You know, that's just the way we naturally think. But with tapping, it's not the case. It, it can dissolve very, very quickly. And the studies around this are amazing. In fact, they've had to lengthen some of the studies when compared to other modalities such as CBT, because tapping just works so much quicker, which I think is incredible. The other thing is what we call an apex effect. So that is just a way of saying that you forget you ever had a problem. And in the studies, you know, they'd ring the people up, obviously they would follow them up for a year and they'd ring, let's say they rang Sue and Sue, how are you going? You know, you were in the study with the tapping. Oh yes, yes. And so, Sue, so how are you going with the Kit Kats? And, and um, so, Kit Kats, what, what Kit Kats? I said, well, you know, you're having you know, five Kit Kats every day. I said, oh, that's right, I was too. And so you just forget there was ever a problem, which I think is just such a beautiful thing to have, you know, something that really consumes your life. And for me, carried a lot of guilt and shame around uh, to just be gone. And then you're free to live your life, which is, incredible so tapping in the moment is really important when we get those cravings and it's the last thing you want to do and so I, I say for myself you know even though I don't want to tap even though I'm really desperate for this coat and I absolutely do not want to tap so tap on that and then you're happy to tap you know just that that if you know we talk about willpower if there's willpower around anything, it's such, you know, perhaps before I have that, I'm going to do some tapping. You're right. And then tapping outside of the moment because some of these cravings are rooted to, say, childhood memories. So let's say you went to your grandparents and, you know, it's obviously a loving environment. 
and they always gave you chocolate or or some sort of comfort food that you that will be linked so you might find and i see this in a lot of my clients that every time you're emotional or need comfort you go for that food and so sometimes it's tapping on those you know childhood memories which can clear quite beautifully but sometimes we need to do a little bit of work outside of the moment yeah that's amazing so we've been talking about tapping but and you mentioned some science so let's talk about the science of tapping so mm. what is it why does it work you know how do you get skilled in this you know share that with the listeners oh beautiful and it's quite a strange modality you know if you and i used to think oh you know, I'd, I'd introduce it to a client and say, oh, dear, there's this thing, I think it works. And which for a health professional, the research is amazing and, and just growing. It's, you could describe it as psychological acupuncture. So you tap with two fingers on different acupressure points on the face and upper body while you say a, a, what we call a, a statement around the issue. And so it seems to work uh, on the stress centers in the brain, the amygdala, and just lowers that the stress around that. And in reality, what we see is these issues just dissolve. So whether it's a, a craving like we've talked a lot about, it might be a limiting belief. For instance, you might have a belief around, you know, I can't throw food out. Um, and we know that some of the things now with research, not only is it what we've heard all through our life, but it's passed down epigenetically, so through our genes. So it can dissolve, seems to dissolve those as well, which is quite beautiful. So it works on those, on the stress centre of the brain. What the research says too, we can see now there's tools such as functional MRIs, for instance, so we can see what's happening in people's brains. It, you know, for instance, one study that was done, and this is only in recent times, they took participants and they showed them photos of common comfort foods and their brains lit up. You could see the different colours in their brains lighting up. And then, of course, after they had their tapping program, uh, there was no, no lighting up in their brain. An uh, MRI person said, what have you done to these people? You know, because the, the change was so extraordinary. So it's lovely that we can actually see. We've always known that it works, but it's lovely that we can actually see that it's working so it's been around around 30 years just of course with the research which is you know extensive now in a number of countries Australia's uh, you know had a lot to do I've trained with one of the leading researchers in Australia which is wonderful and it's good as, as a health professional I love to see that body of research just growing and growing fantastic because we need it like this is a tool that uh, makes a difference and I, I guess for the skeptics a lot of people do need evidence, so the studies actually support that. But I think you often say, Claire, is even if you don't believe it, just give it a go. Absolutely. It's not a placebo. You know, some people think, oh, you've got to believe it. You don't at all, uh, which you know, proves it's not a placebo. Just give it a go. Yeah. So you mentioned tapping in the moment. So can you give an action to listeners that would support them because obviously in the moment you said your craving is sometimes speaking louder than your own uh, ability to to transmute that yes that's right and tapping's fairly easy to learn it's great to you go uh, with obviously with a practitioner you can go you know, a lot deeper and what i find is we've got great intentions but we think oh yes i must do that tapping thing but you never quite get around to it 
but there's in fact lots of YouTube videos around on tapping that will teach you the sequence as a specific sequence that you do. I teach for practitioners to actually rate the intensity and just tap until that, you know, for instance, in a craving, you think this is 10 out of 10, might even be higher than 10 out of 10. So to get that intensity right down as, as you tap. If it's in the moment and somebody, so, so let's say they do know how to tap, yeah. how can they in that moment take an action that would support them? For me, that would be choosing to tap. They say, okay, and setting out, uh, perhaps it might be a little rule. For instance, I have a little rule that, okay, before I'm going to go to that comfort food, I'm going to do some tapping. And, you know, very simple, couple of minutes and you're right. And, uh, yeah, that, that would be my, my suggestion. And also that lovely self-compassion to, to, to not beat yourself up for not, let, let's say you don't do that. So, no, I'm going to have that. You know, I know I shouldn't. Uh, but I'm going to do it. Don't beat yourself up. Say, okay, what happened there? And then you can make a better choice next time. Yeah, true that. Yeah, it's, it's amazing that you, it takes the sting, sting out of that. Like you say, there's no guilt, there's no shame around that. Because if, for example, you do eat a slab of chocolate, the question I always ask is how did it help? And how did, it, how did you feel after? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually, because if yeah. if it didn't help, then it's a it's a real sign to you that doing something differently next time will be a better choice for you. But yeah. like you say, is in the moment is so. I think in there you're saying is know how to tap. So you know, educate yourself on some basic techniques. If you've got a really big problem, then you do need a practitioner to support you because we don't take ourselves deep enough i think with the tapping you know? when i first came to tapping uh it was not for for anything like that i was uh, experiencing debilitating headaches from the chronic infection that i had mm -hmm. and what i found is by doing the tapping even though i didn't always necessarily say the statements right and those sort of things i would just say even though i've got this terrible headache i still you know love yep. and respect myself yeah. But the tapping on the acupressure points used to relieve the headache. Yeah, so that's yeah. what got me yeah. into tapping, and yeah. that was in you know 2012. It's a tool that I've used. Do I use it all the time? Probably not enough, but I just mm. find that it is my go-to. So that's really yeah. great that we've got some practical way, like you say, a few minutes doesn't have to be yeah. hours. You know, a few minutes create a pause between the sort of stimulus and response. And that will give you the opportunity to choose a different path, you know. Or, like yeah. you say, you might still eat some chocolate, but you won't eat the whole slab. That's right. Yeah. The other thing I want to say, too, is in the moment, asking that question, what is it I really need? And that's such a beautiful question for all of us to ask and check in. And your body's very wise. It'll tell you if you just check in, say, okay, and then, um, okay, I need to sleep or I need to... Perhaps I need to drive by the beach instead of the servo and just sit for a few minutes. Yeah. And certainly I've done that when the days, you know, the wheels have fallen off and the proverbials hit the fan. Just call in. I'm lucky it is near my, my work and just sit and allow that, that surrounding to wash over your soul. It's beautiful. So that was far better 
than calling into the server. Yeah, mm. And so for those who don't live near the ocean, it might be a park or it might be, yeah. you know, something in nature. I'd say something in nature is a really good mood yeah. shifter and gives you different perspectives. So they're great ideas there, Claire. Yeah. And so, Claire, what are your tips for living fabulously? Well, I've probably alluded to them already, but that beautiful self-compassion, I think anything we do, we're so quick to beat ourselves up and just to live your life with that lovely self-compassion is key. You know, sometimes we can, you know, just be too quick to beat ourselves up. So that's beautiful. Of course, tapping is, is fantastic because it's such a gorgeous tool not only in the moment, but even regularly. Um, life can be so stressful for us and we know that it does have those beautiful effects around our stress centres in our brain. In fact, uh, we'll reduce our cortisol levels by around 24%. So, and I know much of the work you do, you talk a lot about chronic disease, you're an expert in that field. And that chronic stress is such a big thing. So to have a tool that we can use regularly to reduce those stress levels is just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, that would be two of the two of the tips I would have. Okay, great. Thank you. And you can find Claire Kerslake at her website, which is clairekerslake.com, and also on Facebook. And these will be in the show notes for you so that you can check Claire out and see what, she, what it is that she's doing. And Claire, thanks so much for being with me today because when we share our wisdom like this, you know, so for me, I'm just reminding myself that, yes, you haven't been using your tapping as regularly as you want to. And for people who don't know anything about tapping, here's your opportunity to go and explore it because if you just take on board what Claire has said around the fact that it's got a science-based research behind it, it's not just a fluffy, whimsical thing. It's actually, you know, there's a lot of science base behind that. And not just with things like food cravings and so on. There is a lot of um, evidence around PTSD. So if you mm -hmm. have somebody yeah. in your life who's got that, or even like I said, is I used it for a physical pain, not, a, not an emotional pain, a physical pain. And it just shifted that, you know. So I was mm -hmm. doing that, actually came across Jessica Ortner, and that's mm -hmm. where I sort of first le learned about tapping from her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, using tapping at different times in your life, because it does lower the stress, it means that, for example, if you are a poor sleeper, one of the mm -hmm. things you could do is to do some tapping rounds before bed to reduce the anxiety and stress that's maybe yeah. subconscious or maybe conscious. Mm -hmm reduce yeah. that so that you drift often into a really deep sleep so some really great ideas and i love the idea of self-compassion you know life is hard enough without beating yourself up so take really good care of yourself be kinder to yourself than you think you need to be mm -hmm. life yeah. is just too short and to spend that time if you do go off the rails like you know my clients do that too it's okay. Well, what, what, what caused that? You know, what was, what was underlying the problem? Because if we understand that, and like we said, bring awareness to something, then you can take those next steps. It's when you are just mindless about everything and, and you're just on the automated path that your brain loves because your brain loves to predict things. Your brain loves 
the simplicity of never having to think about that again. So it's mm. the conserving brain power. The mindfulness is what actually interrupts that patterning. So beautiful ideas there, Claire. Thanks so much for being with me today. It's been a pleasure, Bev. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. And I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.